Praise the Lord, saints. It's really good to be with you. Uh, first, I want to say that I feel really welcomed by all of you. And it's been a time of rebuilding also for my, uh, my family. And we have stayed busy uh, in, in the work of the Lord. And um, uh, this last year, when, we, when the Lord put it on our hearts to leave everything behind and go to a, a new place, a place that I would have never chosen, and please don't um, take that badly, but uh, I grew up in Santa Maria, and I think I was just too high-minded and proud and, and thought, wow, this is just a little city, and I'm going um, to go and, and do something great, and God spends the next 40 years to, to humble us down, and I had said, I'm never coming back to this place, right? I, that I, I saw no purpose, and, and yet God, a year ago, said, I want you to go to Santa Maria and like, are you sure? <laughs> um, but I am so happy to get, begin to get to know all of you. It's been an honor. It really has. And, it, and as I said, it's been a time of rebuilding. So let's pray together first because I believe that only God can touch and anoint. Amen? Even though God prepares vessels and we, we want to let him do all we can in us, unless God touch, it's dry and empty. Amen? We're just the dry bones that, that we sang about in the song. Heavenly Father, first of all, I thank you for the gathering of your saints. It is a precious thing in your sight. It's one of the things that you died for, to make a, a people from all different nationalities and races and beliefs and thoughts and, and, and places to come into one in your Son. And I believe that even by faith, the fact that we're together um, with open hearts is something that you in heaven rejoice over. I know there's such a great work you want to do in all of our hearts, and that's always what excites me, Lord, is that, that this could be the day when we hear something that causes us to change the direction we're going and to bring glory to your name and healing to our life. So thank you, Lord, for this people, this time, and for your word, which is so awesome. Amen. Amen. So thank you again. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really try not to go um, too long because I'm... When I start, it's hard for me to stop, i got to tell you. Um, but let's start by reading uh, I've, <clears throat> 1 Peter 4, verses 12 through 19. I know you've heard it before, but you know, if you've been serving the Lord or, or been saved very long, that the Word is fresh every day. Can I, can I say it again? The Word is fresh every day. Amen? Every day, the Lord said, go and pick up the manna. Amen? And that's one thing in my life, um, I, I can tell you, I, I wish I could say I have never fallen away from the Lord. Now, I haven't fallen away for long, um, but I remember one time in my life, I have to tell you that the word, I, I, was, I got bitter about the way something turned out, and, because I had been praying for it to go this way, and it just turned out the opposite. And instead, because of being immature uh, and, and being very zealous in my young days, I thought, God, you let me down, and, and, and blaming God. And so I let that begin, and this is going to come into later at the end of First Peter. I let that get in my heart, and, and it just, it withered my love for God. And, and one of the things that I want to encourage you on is what Jude tells us in verse 21. He writes that whole letter to keep us earnestly contending for the faith and to not fall away. And that's really important these last days, right? And his... To me, the greatest statement he makes in that whole little, you know, little book is keep, and repeat after me, keep yourselves in the love of God. Can I say amen? Keep yourselves in the love of God. 
Friends, if, if Jesus is everything, as we sang today, if Jesus is everything, then you're going to have to guard that like it's the most precious thing in your life. Because it is. Can I say it again? It is. Okay? All right. Um, so let's read this together. Because it is fresh. And the Lord is going to show us some precious things. Now, please forgive me. I may read in a different version than you. But um, uh, the Lord will still bless. Amen? Verse 12. Beloved. Beloved. Who's he, who's he talking to? Talking to you, okay? And that, to me, is the most important word we're going to talk about today. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On your part, uh, I'm sorry, on their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Amen. Now, this whole section of scripture is about suffering. Suffering is five times in this chapter, friends. You can uh, search it out. And in fact, suffering is a big theme in 1 Peter. 16 times he uses some version of the word suffer. If you are going through suffering, friend, this is your book. Can you say amen? amen. Okay? Good book. Okay? Learn the books of the Bible for that, for that purpose. Each book has its special treasure to deal with a special situation that we go through. Some have more than one. But when you know which one to go to... Um, like when you're suffering, camp out in that book because God's going to uh, uh, guide you through it. When we talk about suffering, and I want to just use this as a little bit of an intro. When we talk about suffering, to me, this is like the Holy of Holies. This is where Je Jesus is, uh, understands all suffering. There's not a suffering you or I go through that he doesn't understand that he, and that he can't guide you through and strengthen you and enable you not to fall, Okay? And so, I want to, uh, to, the Holy of Holies was where the, the, the Ark of the Covenant was, which represented the presence of God. But what, what sat upon that? Upon that was the mercy seat where the blood was poured out. Okay? And so, realize that, that when we approach this issue of suffering, it's going to touch the deepest parts of our heart. I believe that every one of us is wounded in some area, hurt in some area, uh, many, sometimes many areas. And... My purpose today is that somehow, by th through the grace of God, through the anointing of the Spirit, that God will touch that, at least one of those areas where you're hurting and bring healing and bring restoring. See, God loves to use broken pieces, okay? <laughs> um, 
maybe you remember what Jesus said, that he said, unless you fall upon the rock and be broken, you'll be crushed. God doesn't want us to get crushed. But, but the only other alternative to being crushed is to being broken. And one of the, one of the verses uh, that I never initially liked, but I'm learning to love over the years, I am, I'm learning to love it over the years, is a man uh, told me, if, if it's true, and it is true, that the scripture says the Lord is near or nigh to the brokenhearted, he said, then guess what? He's going to have to break your heart sometimes. Now, you may not like that news, but friends, there's a purpose that God breaks our heart. There's a purpose. He allows us to be broken. And sometimes it's definitely for us, but also it's often for others so that we can understand what they're going through. Friends, do you know how much Jesus understands about what we've gone through only because, or primarily because he has experienced it, friends? Okay. Now, when I read this passage, when I read this passage, I want to know how you heard it. Because you know what? How you heard it determines what you'll get from it. See, Jesus said, if you have ears to hear, what? Let them hear. And so that means we have to be careful how we hear, okay? And so um, let me read, just pick out certain words out of each verse and, and uh, list them off for you and to see, is this what you mainly heard? Okay? Because sometimes this is the way we hear. Many of us stumble in this passage from the very first verse of verse 12 because all we hear is fiery trial. That's what we hear, right? And after that, our eyes are now fixated on the fires that we fear. And so now, now all we hear in verse 13 is sufferings, okay? Uh, in verse 14, all we hear is being reproached and, and being evil spoken of. In verse 15 and 16, we hear again, suffer, not again, okay, and being ashamed. In verse 17, we hear judgments coming our way. Oh, wow, what a great life, huh? So by the time we hit the conclusion in verse 19, all we hear is a sorrowful call to suffer according to the will of God. Friends, you can't live that way, and that's not what this passage is about. These are realities, but that's not what this passage is about, and that's not how you're going to find the encouragement and the strength to stand in the evil day. Friends, there is an evil day coming. Paul warns us of it, that we need to learn how to, having done all, that we may stand in the evil day. That means there's some things I need to do, you need to do, so that I'll stand on that day. Okay? That's why we come to hear the Word of God, because it's part of our preparing for another day. Okay? Friends, I don't have what it takes to get through tomorrow, and neither do you, but God does, and God is the author of your life, if you'll let him, amen? He wants to write on the pages of your heart. He wants to say, not that way, this way, okay? Or, did you hear the word of God this way? Let us hear the whole counsel of, of God. This passage begins with the word, beloved. Friends, you will never... I hate to scream, but you will never get through the sufferings in your life if you don't know that you are deeply loved by the living God, okay? You need that. You need to understand the, 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 the fact that he loves you has, takes nothing away from the sufferings he allows to come. In fact, friends, just like you as a parent, ever let your, suffer child through, let your child suffer through some things? Yes. Why? Because... You don't want them to grow up to be a selfish brat. You want them to learn, 
a little self-control, amen? So when they say, I want candy now, you say, no, not now. But I'm, I want it. Well, you'll have to wait till after dinner, okay? Or you'll have to wait next week, you know? And you're building something in your child, and God is doing the same in us, okay? And to me, Peter here is, is, is speaking like a spiritual father to help us grow up just a little more. Can we say it? Just a little more, okay? Don't grow weary in, in the, the call that God is walking with you in, okay? So, so that's the first love. The love of God is key, friends. In the last days, what, what did Jesus say is going to happen? The love of many will wax that cold. It's like a flame that has been extinguished, and now the heat gets less and less and less, okay? Friends, God wants to set your heart on fire with love for him, amen? That's what was so awesome. God has orchestrated today, if you only paid attention. Remember the first two songs, I had to write them down. I was like, wow, God, the first song was, your love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me. Friends, God is orchestrating something here, and I want you to see it, okay? Um, I thank God for the worship team that they, they pray. I, I believe, you know, that they pray over the songs, and God puts it together for a purpose and a reason, okay? And, and friends, it's that I use, I point not to glorify anybody, but to let you know that God is working, and also that he's trying to do the same thing in your heart, in your life. He, friends, there are things that are happening right now in your life that God wants to use to prepare you for the next day and the next day. You know, sometimes, I got to say one quick question, or one quick sidebar. And uh, my wife, Joyce, like, no, no, no. (laughs) You know, when we were in Kenya, I'm going to tell another story. Um, When we were in Kenya, I I used to take with these bunny trails. Um, But I think they were important for the people, and so it got so bad that they would bring a little bunny and they'd start shaking it. You're off on a bunny trail. Okay. People love stories, right? Uh, But praise God for the word of God. And the problem with bunny trails, I forget where I was. Okay, so uh, let's get back to where I was because I did really did forget. Okay, so, so the love of many is going to wax cold um, in, in the last days. And this is why I, I referenced to you earlier in Jude why he says to keep yourselves in the love of God. Friends, when we talk about why you need to spend time with the Lord... It's because if you're not daily spending time with him, then you're growing apart from him. Friends, realize the the devil is your enemy, and he knows that he can't touch you when you're strong in the love of God. He knows that when you're close to Jesus, he's on the outside, and you don't even hear his voice. Okay? But when we're far from the Lord, go, go read sometime, reread the process that happens in James when he says that we are tempted. When, when, when are we tempted? When we are, yes, yes, that's the cause. But listen, it says, when you are drawn away. Yes. Friends, Satan has to get, draw you away from Jesus uh, because he, Satan can't tempt you when you're in the glory of God, okay? <laughs> There's, there's, no, there's no temptation in heaven, okay? There's temptation outside of the glory of God. That's why Satan works to, 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 work, to try to get you to be separated. And so, in fact, this is the very essence of discipleship. In Acts 11, you see that when, 
Barnabas went up to a place called Antioch that he exhorted them to, to cleave unto the Lord with a purpose of heart, and the believers there became disciples. And those disciples now be, were, were first called Christians. Why? Because it's about loving God. It's about cleaving to him. The word cleaving is all about marriage, okay? All right. So build that marriage uh, relationship with, you, with him by keeping yourselves in his love. And friends, that means you know if you're married, any of you married today, you know that if you want to stay in love with your spouse, there's things you got to do. When, when, when there's disagreements, sometimes you got to humble yourself. Sometimes you got to have an understanding ear to say, I'm not just not hearing what you're saying, honey. Forgive me, and now I'm going to listen this time. I'm not just going to give an excuse or, or tell you my side. I'm going to hear your heart. Okay? And so if we're going to keep ourselves in the love of God, we're going to have to talk to God and say, Lord, I have a problem with this, and I know it's my problem, but at the same time, can you, can you touch my heart? You know, friends, God doesn't have a problem at all with us having a hard heart or missing him. He has a problem with pride. He has a problem with hiding, okay, and not acknowledging the truth. Um, but if, all you have to do is say, Lord, help me, and he's there. Friends, he is a helper of the weak. Okay, number two, the second thing is, that Peter, and, and we're answering the question, uh, which I forgot to t- uh, remind you of. What is the question uh, Peter's trying to answer here in, the, in these eight verses? He's trying to answer, how do you keep serving God faithfully when you're suffering? Let me say it again. How do you keep serving God faithfully when you're suffering? And so the first one is keep yourself in the love of God. The second one is that love, to me, is that love prepares Maybe you haven't thought about that, but love prepares. Any of you ever uh, decided that you were going to get married? Uh, is there some preparation there as soon as that decision is made? Yeah. All kinds of preparation, because that's what love does. When you think about, suppose you had sons or, da- sons or daughters that, that were in the military. They're in a war, and now you hear that the war is over and they're coming home. You're just going to say, hey, when they come, great. Or are you going to prepare something special for their return? Friends, Jesus is coming back, and we need to prepare for him. Amen? He's preparing for us because he loves us, and we also need to prepare for him. And and the way Peter puts it in chapter 1, verse 13, about girding up your minds, okay? Girding up the loins of your mind. Friends, you and I have all kinds of thoughts Friends, trouble comes or some problem happens and and I can think all kinds of things that have nothing to do with God, nothing to do with God's plan. And it doesn't matter how old you are on the Lord, you still can get hit with those things. Oh, I just, I need to run away. Or, oh, I just need to hide my head. Or, 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 oh, I just need to attack. All kinds of thoughts that are going to get you in trouble. That's why we have to gird up the loins of our mind to find out, Lord, before I do anything, Lord, what is it that you would have me to do? Friends, I feel that as Christians, as, as people who are following Jesus, we get into more trouble by, by doing things too quickly than by not doing things at all. And, and I, I know I've heard a, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's harder to get a ship moving if it's stationary. But friends, how can you move? Tell me that. How can I move? Tell me that. How can I move when I don't know where I'm going? You gotta know where you're going first. And that's why, Lord, which way do I go? Okay, what do I do? Friends, there are times when God's gonna say, be quiet, say nothing. 
Now, that, that's tough for a lot of Christians. <laughs> I got to say, some Christians, they feel like they got to say something in every situation. But friends, think of Ezekiel. Ezekiel here, he loses his wife, and, and God says, don't say anything. Don't mourn. Wow, that's a tough one. That's a tough call. And friends, there's times when I've been, you know, falsely accused, and, and the Lord said, don't defend yourself. I will be your defense, but don't say a word. Now, that's tough. It's tough when you're being criticized. But sometimes that's the, God can't show you what he wants until you realize you're not the defender of your life, friends. Friends, when you put your hands in Jesus' life and, 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 and put your hope in him, he takes over. He's the one, he's the one that wants to drive the, the, the car and, and, and show you where to go. Okay. Um, our love for the Lord will move us to be willing to suffer all manner of things. Friends, go back to the analogy of a parent. If you're a parent and you love your child, won't you go through all kinds of sufferings to protect them, to nurture them, to make sure that they maybe have what they need for daily food or, or, or education or whatever? Yes. And do you think about the sufferings? Not really. You say... What's that compared to the welfare of the one I love? Amen? And, and that's why you see great sacrifices made by husbands and wives that truly love each other, even sacrificing their own life for them. Amen? And friends, that's our problem. I've got to be honest. It's my problem. I just don't love God, the Lord as much as he wants me to love him. Okay? And so that's why grow, grow, Grow in the love of God. Build that relationship strong with Him. Be in the Word every single day, and I do mean that. I remember when I first got born again, I wanted, I, you know, I wanted to do all these things for God, and yet I, I, I found out, man, I'm failing here. I'm, I'm falling in this temptation. Man, I'm so discouraged here. What's going on? My life is like some Christians' lives I still see to this day. I call it the roller coaster experience. Up today, down tomorrow. Up today, down tomorrow. That's no way to live. The scripture talks over and over again about being established, settled. In fact, it's at the last chapter of this book. Established, settled, okay? planted, rooted. Okay? That the man of God that has a firm uh, understanding of what the Lord has done for him and doesn't allow his faith to get moved should be like the lighthouse that the waves beat against it. But he still shines forth a light of, of, of who the Lord is. Okay? All right. Uh, third truth, third way to, to go through these times of suffering is rejoice. Rejoice. Now, I, I know that is not my natural response. It's not your natural response, and that's why we got born again. So we can have a new response called a spiritual response. To rejoice. Friends, I, all I can say is it's a choice. You can choose to be bummed out by the trials of life, or you can choose to rejoice, not because... I'm going to be happy just because Christians are crazy and, you know, they smile all the time. No, there are people that put on a smile. I'm not talking about putting on a smile or uh, anything false. I'm talking about realizing that God has a purpose in my suffering. God has a purpose in my entire life, and suffering's a part of it. And so, just like the child, the child, as long as they think, as long as your child thinks, man, my dad hates me, that's why he's doing this to me. It's not going to go well. And it's just going to bring more and more separation. And that's why we as parents, we have to learn how to discipline in a way that still communicates our loving acceptance. That, that they're not dirty in our eyes. 
They're not, uh, not our children in our eyes. It's just that this is something that's not good for you, and so we, we need, I need to let you experience that. And that's why one of the, I think, great advices I've always heard uh, is after you discipline your, your child, one of the best, especially when they're young, the best thing to do is hug them right after to reaffirm that you still love them, okay? And don't let a separation come in because of discipline. And so we, in our hearts, we can't let discipline or, or suffering separate us from the Lord. So we need to rejoice because why? E- in each trial, say it, in each trial, each trial. There, is there is an opportunity for God to be glorified. Okay. Now, let me pause for one second, okay? Because this is the problem. The, the problem is that <laughs> we forget that our sufferings, the sufferings that God allows, a lot of times have a way bigger purpose than you and me. Amen. A way bigger purpose. Now, I've been through some suffering, friends. I can tell you. I, I, we could take the time today. But, uh, not today, but we could take the time someday. Um, but, but I've been through some hurtful things that I can honestly say never should have happened. And it, I, I, I can't see where it was my fault. Um, but I do see that it worked something. It worked a brokenness. It worked a patience. It worked uh, a, a, a distaste for, for the way things are in this world and a greater hunger for the next world. Okay? And so, uh, and, and those things are precious, more precious sometimes than we give them credit for. Okay. Uh, number four. The fourth thing we need to do is as we rejoice in God's purpose in our sufferings, we can be happy, okay? Or blessed, makarios is the word. Why? And, and, and to me, this is, uh, I'm probably, this is all I'm going to get to, um, but this is only halfway. Um, so we won't do five, six, and seven. But number four, to me, this, this, when I saw this, I never really laid hold of this as much as this time. Notice what he says. He says that when you suffer, and you're doing these other things. You're, you're understanding that you're loved. You're preparing uh, for these trials so that you're not going to be surprised by them um, by girding up the loins of your mind. Um, that, uh, and you're rejoicing. That, Lord, you have a purpose in this. I may not see it. I may not know what it is, but I know it's good. I know it's not for my destruction. I know it can bring glory to you. Friends, the things you suffer with or suffer for or suffer through, I should say, if you respond rightly, if you don't get all in the flesh and throw temper tantrums, but patiently go through it, and patiently, as we sang in the song today, that, that, your, that, that, your, that your confession and your profession to other people. Uh, remember, we overcome the devil uh, in Revelation how? By the, blood, by the blood of the Lamb, which to me is just by being saved. You've got to be saved first. By being a new creation, living as a new creation is how you overcome the devil. Number two is by the word of your testimony. What, what, what is that? By you saying, people ask you, what are you going to do? And you say, well, I'm not going to do anything, but the Lord's going to do something. And I'm waiting to see what the Lord wants me to do, and then we'll know what to do. Right? And so the word of our testimony is that God is great. I'm weak, but He is strong. Okay? All right. And then the last one that we always forget about that, that testimony in Revelation was what? And the third thing is that they love not their lives, that word lives, their souls, unto the death. We're going to have to lay our soul down. You know what? We all like certain things in life, what, whatever, whatever it is. Maybe, maybe you love praise. Maybe you, you love possessions. Maybe you love uh, 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 riches or whatever it is, okay? We all can love certain different things, and yet we have to lay those down. 
Otherwise, we'll never find the true riches that are in the kingdom of God. Okay. So, what's, what happens if we allow this process to go on? It says, the spirit of glory and of God will rest upon you. Now, now I don't know if you've experienced that, meaning that you know that you've experienced it, but, but there, it's powerful. I want you to think about that. If I, if I start rejoicing in the bad things that are going through, it will open the door for the Spirit of God to speak to me and to lead me. That's what Peter's saying. You say, and I say, Lord, I, I, I want to be led of the Spirit more. I want, to, I want to see the Spirit doing things. Then learn how to rejoice in your sufferings. Learn to rejoice that God's doing something more than you can see, more than you can know. Because that's walking by faith, isn't it? And friends, we're called to walk by faith. And, and, and I used to wonder, what is the Spirit of glory and how is that different than the Spirit of, of God? I believe they're both done by the Holy Spirit. But the spirit of glory is when you are able to be a witness for God, when you don't act like the world, when you don't act like, uh, 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 like you, but you act like Jesus. Amen. Then glory, the spirit of glory rests upon you. Friends, there, there, there are times when, when, when people will challenge you. They'll, they'll put you on a spot. Um, and, and how you answer will determine whether it's your flesh and whether they see, well, okay, that's just Charles. That's the way he's always been. Or whether they see a touch and a light of Jesus shining through. And, and probably one of the best examples is back with Stephen. Remember Stephen? Because he didn't respond in anger to the challenging and to be, being unjustly brought to trial. And he didn't say, hey, I have rights. You can't do this to me. He didn't find, uh, worry about his rights. He only worried about one thing, letting them know the truth of who Jesus was and what Jesus could do for them. And it said his, his face shone as an angel. Friends, that was the spirit of glory resting upon him. Okay? And then the second thing is that the, the spirit of God will rest upon you. To me, the first has to do with empowering. God, the spirit of God will give you power when you learn how to rejoice in your sufferings. But he'll also... His presence will be with you. And that's the comforting. That's the comforting part. You know, one of the things we forget, if we had a little bit more faith, we'd remember. What is the name? What is the, 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 one, what is the first, one of the first, or what is the main name that Jesus gave to the Holy Spirit, to the disciples? The comforter. Not, yeah, the comforter. Let's get it. The comforter. So where, so I, uh, where do you think the comforter is going to be always? Where is he always going to be? No, no, yeah, that's what he's going to do. Where is he going to be then? If he's the comforter, where will he always be? Where there are people hurting. I want you to remember that as you go out into this world, as you leave the sanctuary today, remember, the comforter is always where people are hurting. And, and that's why we need to be more sensitive. Lauren, next time you see somebody hurting, whether it's, it's somebody living on the street or whether it's somebody who, who broke a, you know, an arm or a leg or somebody uh, who, who's going through all the struggle of, of finances, whatever it is, or, or a marriage problem or whatever it is, realize the Spirit of God is there and He wants to comfort. That is His purpose. That's how He restores us, okay? So... One last verse. Turn with me to Isaiah 63, 9. Um, I, I gave the notes. I don't know if they got published, but um, I'm sure they will. I sent you the notes. Um, so any of you can uh, get the notes um, and have uh, what we did here. Plus, um, there's three more that we're not going to get to today. Um, t 
to, to go through the suffering, you need to remember the gospel. It's good news. It's good news. That's what Peter says here. He talks about the gospel, okay? And, and don't get discouraged. You, if you've made Jesus Lord of your life, you have obeyed the gospel, friend. That's what the gospel's asking. The gospel's demanding that we confess Jesus as Lord of our life. Friends, that should, that should bring you great rejoicing. Sometimes we read this verse and say, oh, I, I still need to obey the gospel. No, no. If you've made Jesus Lord of your life, you confessed him with your mouth, and you believe that, that God raised him from the dead, you have obeyed the gospel. It's done. That part's done. There's other things, but, but that is supposed to bring you deep peace, that you are the saved, okay? Now, of course, he's going to treat you as a son and a daughter. He, he, he knows how to chasten us when we go our way. But, but remember, you're still a son. You're still a daughter, okay? Um, and number six was um, the mind of Christ. You got to get the mind of Christ when you start suffering, friends. You got to find out, is this from God? Or did I, did I cause this? Because there's two very different paths we need to take. If I cause this, I need some humility. I need to acknowledge it. I need to repent. And I need to believe in God's forgiveness. And then, then it, that's simple, friends. That's the easy path. But if, it's, if, if this is something for the glory of God, then I have to realize wow, I'm, a, I'm on the operating table. God's trying to work through me. I'm being tested, um, and, but I have an opportunity to glorify him. Okay? And, and so get the mind of Christ when you're suffering. Okay? And then the last one is, is the keeping or the committing of your soul to God. Wow. I find that the toughest one for us as Christians. He, he, look what he said. He said, Commit the keeping of your soul to God in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. There's so much in that verse. But you're never, you're gonna, never going to be able to do it if you forget that he's faithful. Friends, 15 times in the scripture, 15 times in, in, from Genesis to Revelation, God is said to be faithful. Friends, what do you think you're going to be tested on? What do you think the devil's going to come all the time to say, ah, see, God left you again. Oh, God, look, look what, where God, you followed God, look what's happening now. Well, friends, our, the darkest day is just one doorway to the light of the glory of God. Amen. Friends, I can't, you know. Ah, okay. Oh, I told you. One more verse. We need to get to Isaiah 63, verse 9. Let me read this for you because I, this is just to comfort you, okay? In all their affliction, in all their affliction, Isaiah 63, 9, he was afflicted. Friends, God hasn't, God, Malachi says God hasn't changed. In all their afflictions of, of the people of God of old, he was afflicted. Friends, please remember that next time you're hurting. God's hurting too. He's hurting with you. He has not abandoned you in your hurt, okay? Doesn't matter what people do to you. Friends, I, I've had Christian leaders do things that just non-Christians wouldn't do. And it shouldn't have happened. And friends, that's where you have to just say, but God, I'm yours. There was a song I used to sing um, that seems to not be sung too many uh, times anymore. I'm yours, Lord, everything I am, everything I have. And I forget there's, and I added one part, which I suddenly forgot. I'm yours, Lord, everything I am. Now I remember, everything I'm not, everything I have, I give to you. We have to give all three of those areas, friends, the things we're not. I got to give that to God too. The things I think I am, I got to give that to God. The things I have, got to give that to God because we're, we're his, okay? Uh, let, me, let me finish. And in his pity, he redeemed them. Friends, God, God has pity toward you and me. And he bare them. Notice what he's going to do. Oh, I skipped part, didn't I? Sorry. 
In all our affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel, the word angel um, many times just means messenger. I don't think this is an actual angel. I think it's a messenger of his presence. And, and the messenger of God's presence is the Holy Spirit, friends. Always has been, always will be, okay? And so the Spirit of God saved them, just as he saves us today. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them and he bare them and he carried them all the days of old. That's what God wants to do for you today, friends. So can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Thank you for each and every saint today. Thank you for those that may not know you yet today. I pray, Lord, that for those who, that don't know you, that this will be a day when they'll say, Jesus, I need you. I, re I remember, God, 42 years ago when I said, Lord, I, I need you. And Lord, how you changed my life. And Father, you want to change our life. Um, but you've got to be the Lord. You've got to be the one that leads and guides us. You want to go before us. You want to show us the way. And so, Lord... We just pray that you will touch every person here today, that you will make us remember and understand that it's for the glory of God that we're even saved today. We have an opportunity in, in bad times, in times of lack, and in the good times to give glory to our God and help us to realize, Lord, how, how precious it is when your people testify of your goodness, of your faithfulness, and of your long-suffering. Thank you, Lord, for today and for your mercies, and thank you that each of these people is yours. You, they belong to you, and I pray that you will keep them near. Help them to remember to keep themselves in the love of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You are welcome. Can we just stand to our feet really quick? Can we just say thank you to Charles one more time for that? And I just, um, <clears throat> I feel deeply ministered to. Can you raise your hand if you're with me? I feel like a father spoke into my life. And so I just want to pause. It's already 1130. And, I, and, and Charles did give me the notes. I just saw that email, buddy. So I'll upload them so everyone can see those. But let's just stop just for 30 seconds. I have nothing to add, only to just say thank you for that word, Lord. And I just want you to just open your heart to the Holy Spirit, the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And just say, I receive your comfort, Holy Spirit. And can you just, in your own way that you would do this as unto a friend or a father. Can you just say thank you for speaking to my heart today? Lord, I'm saying that, not just my people. I'm so thankful you spoke to my heart today by the word and through your servant. I'm asking God that that word would be like a seed that you would plant in the hearts of every person in this room. And in those watching online, that we would actually receive new understanding as it pertains to our suffering, the challenges of life. I pray that that, what I would call a breathtaking teaching, would be like a treasure we would receive and then open and be able to go back to when the going gets tough. 
Lord, we don't just say this service is over in the name of Jesus, amen. We pause long enough right now to receive this word and this treasure. Right now, we all, we receive the treasure. And I'm asking God right now in a specific way, if you'd say, Chatty, I, I need the Holy Spirit to touch me. I am really going through it. Can you just lift your hand if there's something you're just facing? There's a few hands raised. Just lift them up nice and high. Can we just, if you're mature in the Lord, I see several in the back row. Can we just go around those who are raising their hands? And just, if you need to leave, you can leave. I love you. But can we just go to those who have hands raised? There's several over here, friends. Let's move. Let's move. If you're an intercessor, a leader in this house. Everyone who, lift them up once more, just if you need someone to intercede, that the God would be close to the brokenhearted. And that's how I want to end. And you're dismissed if you need to go, but I want us to minister just in this moment. There's several hands raised. There's some more hands raised over here. If we can just minister God's healing love. is just so special this morning the Lord's nearness just receive receive the love of the Father right now just receive the comfort of the Spirit right now the nearness of the one who in our distress he is distressed in our suffering he has suffered in our adversity he is with us in the fire hand over here is raised. Lord, we pray healing over our sister. You're close to the brokenhearted, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We love you so much. We pray that this would be a page-turning day as we, we walk in this new understanding this new insight that's as old as your word and as ancient as your uncreated nature, but your faithfulness in the fire, in the affliction, in the difficulty, Lord, I pray for this insight to be written on the parchment of our hearts this morning. Holy Spirit, come in an increased way. Turn the page of our story today. Turn the page. And then can we just all for a few seconds lift our hands and say, Lord, for those who are suffering and you have deliverance for their suffering, can we just say, Lord, release deliverance right now? Right now, Lord, I know you're with us in the suffering, but you are our deliverer. So Lord, those who need deliverance and rescue, deliver and rescue them right now. There are things that the enemy has assigned against the people of God that yes, we walk through but that, Lord, you are our rescuer. As Isaiah 63, 9 said, you're with us in distress, but you send your presence to save us and in love and mercy. And so, Lord, I'm asking, we lift our voices, Lord, release deliverance in this hour for your people. Even if you should call us to serve you unto death, but Lord, before that hour, if there is deliverance to be had, release it in the name of Jesus victory, release it in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough, release it in the name of Jesus. God, give your people a testimony of your faithfulness in and through the suffering in the name of Jesus. In and through. On the other side, 
So Lord, part the waters. Part the waters. Part the waters in the name of Jesus. Make a way in the wilderness. Make a way. Lord, we speak to the rock that has the, the, the oasis that our soul needs, the presence and power of God on the journey. We speak to the rock. Release the rain. Release the river of provision. Release the river of breakthrough and blessing that is needed for your people to be strengthened today to get through it. Release it, God. We speak to that mountain to be removed in the name of Jesus. And God, we just receive this treasure, this word today. And would you send us out to be agents of reconciliation, instruments of righteousness, messengers of hope. Lord, you said every spirit-filled believer has a river on the inside that, wants, that you want to get out. And where that river flows, there's life, there's healing, there's forgiveness, there's salvation, there's restoration, there's revival, there's awakening. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, loose the river of your presence in and through your people. Let it flow. Just pray that prayer. Let it flow like a river. God, we pray. Let's pray for the next generation. We pray for our young people. Come on, raise your intercession, God, that they would discover the treasure of the Spirit the glory of Jesus, that they would be agents in, of your river, your healing in their schools. Father, we pray for the next year. We pray, God, right now for those in the work field, Lord, for business people, for entrepreneurs, for, for everyday nine-to-fivers, Lord, that the river of God would be released, that the purpose of God would be realized in their workplace as they stand and take, take their place in their vocational life, God. Father, I pray for those who've crossed out of vocation into retirement, seeking your face. God, I pray, pour out fresh purpose. Pour out fresh life over those that are retired right now. Give them a great vision of the, the, the back end of their life, how you want to be all over it and all through it. Father, I want to pray for parents. Come on, if you're a parent, lift your hand. Father, I pray for moms and dads that you would pour out the Spirit, fresh anointing to see our kids the way you see them. If you're a grandparent, raise your hand. Father, I pray that you would give us eyes to see like Brother Charles taught us, that we would see through the lens of the Father's love over our sons and our daughters in the name of Jesus. Right now, God. We just say, come, reside among us. Take up residence in our house with our roommates, with our friends, with our spouse. Lord, come, Holy Spirit. Take up residence in our house in the name of Jesus. Timothy's just gonna keep playing. If you wanna stay, you can stay, but if you need to go, you can go. Father, we pray as the radiant Central Coast Espanol meets today, Father, pour out the Holy Spirit on those the Spanish-speaking population of this city and of this region, God. We're asking for thousands to come into the kingdom, God. We ask that you would anoint Pastor Rafael, Pastor Raqueles, and their team, Lord. I thank you for releasing the power of the presence of God. I thank you for releasing, God, the messengers that are going to be trained, raised, and deployed for this generation, for this city, for this hour, God. I, I thank you for sending workers. I thank you for raising provision. I thank you, Lord, for anointing every effort to exalt and glorify Jesus, all for the glory of God. Lord, bless them today as they meet in a few moments. 
draw your people, draw the lost, draw the broken, draw the bound, draw the addicted, draw, Lord, the, the orphan, draw them in to the Father's house, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, we all said amen and amen.